0: Spatial vortex forming four million kilometers off our port side, called out Kevin in an excited voice. Ariel watched intently as a ship exited the vortex. It's the distant horizon, she announced happily. The ship had made it back, and she was already establishing communication with Clarissa. More vortex is forming, warned Kevin, his eyes growing wide with fear at the implications. Simulan battlecruisers are emerging around the distant horizon, Ariel reported, as she began sounding the Condition 1 alarm. Power up all weapons, ordered Commander Malin, as Jeremy came bursting into the command center. All task group ships prepare to go to the distant horizon's aid. Status, barked Jeremy, seeing the single green icon surrounded by over a dozen red blips. It's the distant horizon, reported Ariel, grimly. A short time after they emerged from hyperspace, 14 simulant ships showed up. They emerged in a globe around the exploration dreadnought. Jeremy took a deep breath and then sat down in his command chair. Activating his fleet-wide mini-com, he spoke to the ships of the task group. All ships prepare to do a short hyper-jump to the Distant Horizons location. Ariel will be transmitting the jump coordinates momentarily. Jeremy looked over at Ariel with an intense look in his eyes. Transmitting jump coordinates, the AI replied. Hyperdrives are powering up. We can jump in 20 seconds. Distant Horizon is under attack, called out Commander Malin. On one of the main view screens, energy beams became visible targeting an object in the center of the simulant formation. Rear Admiral Barnes is reporting their hyperdrive has been disabled. It will take them 10 to 15 minutes to get it back online, Angela reported with concern in her voice. Stand by to jump, ordered Jeremy, determined to rescue the exploration dreadnought. The distant horizon shuddered as two simulant antimatter missiles hit the energy screen, severely jarring the ship. The screen seemed to waver, and then the flickering vanished as the screen returned to full power. "'All weapons fire,' ordered Catherine, as she tried to save her ship. The sudden appearance of the Simulan battlecruisers had stunned her. "'Beltram reports 10 to 12 minutes until the hyperdrive is functional,' Colonel Leon reported. "'We won't last that long,' Commander Grissom said tersely as the ship shook violently. The hull seemed to ring from the sound of the impacts to the screen. "'Energy screen is down to 60 percent,' Major Weir reported. Every weapon the Exploration Dreadnought had was firing non-stop at the encircling Simulan battlecruisers. On the primary viewscreen, particle beam fire slammed into the main part of a Simulan warship, setting off massive explosions and hurling glowing debris into space. "'How did they follow us?' demanded Catherine. "'Our sensors should have picked them up.' "'Unknown,' replied Clarissa. She wasn't in command of the ship, but she was doing everything in her power to ensure all the ship's weapons were on target.' Task group is going to jump in, reported Captain Travers from communications. We're to join their formation. Sublight drive? asked Catherine, looking over at the helm station. Still functional, answered Lieutenant Stiles. Vortex is forming, called out Captain Reynolds. Task group is 12,000 kilometers off our starboard bow. Get us there, ordered Catherine, feeling her heart hammering in her chest. If they could make it to the task group, they just might survive this. All weapons, target Simulan Battlecruiser at X-axis 17 degrees, Y-axis 40 degrees, ordered Major Weir. Fire on the turn! As the ship turned to starboard and accelerated toward the task group, every weapon the ship had fired upon the Simulan Battlecruiser, blocking its path. Power beams, particle beams, energy beams, and Devastator 3 missiles pummeled the ship, breaking its shield down. Moments later two Devastator 3 missiles detonated against the simulan hull, turning the vessel into a glowing cloud of gas. Target destroyed, reported Captain Reynolds. We're going to make it, said Colonel Leon, as she watched the ship's tactical display. We're being bracketed by the remaining simulans, warned Captain Reynolds. On the tactical display, the remaining simulan ships were rapidly closing the range on the distant horizon. It was obvious they didn't plan to allow the ship to escape. The distant horizon took a massive hit to her bow, losing most of her heavy weapons. Warning alarms sounded, and more red lights appeared on the damage control console. Energy beams strike to our bow, reported Commander Grissom, grimly. We've lost our particle beam cannons and two of our primary power beams. We have numerous compartments on the forward section open to space, and there are several fires out of control in adjoining compartments, reported the damage control officer. I'm initiating the fire suppression systems in those areas. Major Weir fired a broadside at the nearest Simulan vessel with the ship's secondary hull weapons. Power beams and energy weapons fired upon the Simulan ship, ripping open compartment after compartment. Just then, the deck heaved under Admiral Barnes, and she found herself flying through the air.